Happy Victory Monday. I forgot what that feels like. It's been almost two months since the Jets have won a game. Zach Wilson said F it. He played one of the best games of his life on Sunday at MetLife Stadium as the Jets win 30-6, to the end of five-game losing streak. They beat the Texans and improved to 5-8 and eight on the season. Kaz and I will react to Zach's best performance. The defense playing lights out. And where do the Jets go from here? It's all coming up next on a happy Victory Monday. It's a Hanukkah Miracle edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only our gang's all here. We love it. Underneath they go. It's going to be a touchdown. And it's grabbed by Randall Cobb. Gibson waited nicely for the block from Conklin. Touchdown, Jets. And caught for the touchdown. Wilson in the second half was 18 to 21 for 209 and two touchdowns. Winning is always fun, and that's what that's what we want right there. You know, that's what we want every game to look like. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Happy Victory Monday, everybody! Those highlights you heard, courtesy of CBS, the great Kevin Harlan on the call. Can you believe it? The New York Jets defeat the Houston Texans. The playoff contending Houston Texans, 30-6, to a 0-0 game at the half. And insert the Ron Burgundy gift here. Boy, that escalated quickly. Two touchdowns in the third quarter. A touchdown in the fourth quarter. Three field goals in the fourth quarter. And the Jets win 30-6. to They end their five-game losing streak. They improved to 5-8 and eight on the season, and I haven't mentioned it, but the story of the game, he's making us eat crow. Zach Wilson, with arguably the best game of his life, solid called the best game of his career, 301 yards for Zach Wilson. A lot of those coming in the second half. Something happened at halftime, Zach throwing for 92 in the first half in a 0-0 game. Looked like more of the same from the Jets. A couple of good drives here and there, but no points. And then unleashed in the second half. 18 for 21, 209 yards, two passing touchdowns. Can you believe it? One to old man Cobb. Corn on the Cobb. Randall Cobb with a touchdown. Brees Hall, shocker. He has a receiving touchdown. Garrett Wilson explodes for nine catches and 108 yards. Brees Hall explodes in the receiving game. He couldn't do much on the ground. He said, F it, just like Zach did. Eight for 86 and a touchdown as a receiver. That's 126 total yards for Brees the Beast. And by God, did the Jets defense stifle the Texans. C.J. Stroud, just 10 of 23 for 91 yards. He had to leave the game in the fourth with an injury. Uh, he got hurt as Quentin Williams hit him. 
not intentional, obviously, just a rough hit for Stroud. He left. Davis Mills came in, and same thing. No success. One for five, four yards. It was an ugly game at MetLife Stadium. The conditions sucked. God bless you if you showed up to that game. And I got to say, usually you leave feeling like you should have never went. Man, if you sat through it, you got rewarded with a great game and a great win for the New York Jets. Listen, their playoff hopes are pretty much over. They're slim. They're still somewhat alive. So we're not even going to talk playoff future, none of that. We're just going to talk about winning football, and the Jets did that today. Their defense said, we're going to keep doing what we do, but do it even better. And the offense of the second half said, you know what? Zach said, I'm not going to be here, so let me just ball. And he played unafraid. Now, he had the one fumble, but listen, even the one fumble was on an 11-yard first down run. He runs to the first, loses the ball. It's a tough break. He's not going to be perfect. But outside of that fumble, Zach was almost perfect today. 27 for 36 for 301 and two touchdowns. But, man, I got to hand this to Zach Wilson because, you know, everyone, the story came out reluctant to start, and you can't really blame him, but you got to take the ball. You're an NFL quarterback. You paid for your $35 million deal, and he came out and balled today. Now, all credit to Zach. Incredible game. The Zach truthers I know are out and about in full force, and they're, they're coming for you. But remember, it is one game. So there are a lot of people who are saying Zach's back. It is one game. And people, you got to also put that in perspective here. That Zach was incredible. There's no taking that away from him. So happy for him. So happy for the team. It's so good to be talking about a victory. But this is one game, and the Jets still are going to get rid of him when the season is over. And listen, I hope he plays great the rest of the year. And the good thing is if he does, this will at least get you a draft pick. You trade Zach. You have a chance to trade Zach if he plays like this. And you could get, you know, a six-round pick. Maybe you're lucky and get a fifth-round pick for Zach Wilson. So that's the good news here. And the good news is that the Jets won a game, and they're not entirely out of it. They go to Miami next week to face the Dolphins. I still, you know, Aaron Rodgers still isn't coming back, but maybe they can string a few wins. You got the Dolphins, and then you get the winnable games. Commanders, the Browns, led by Joe Flacco, picked up a great win. And then the Patriots to close out the season. You got three winnable games there. You know, maybe you come out of this winning eight games, you go eight and nine. And I think, you know, the Jets are at a point you want to win games. And you saw how it felt for them to win the game. You saw Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall after the game talking about, you know, he's the best player on the team. No, I am. No, he is. No, he is. And there was smiles around. And it's been so long. It's been since October 29th. And that game didn't even feel like a win when the Jets beat the Giants. The Giants handed that to the Jets. The last real Jets win. It really feels like it was October 15th. It feels like almost two months ago when they beat the Eagles. Remember, they won three in a row. And the game before that win streak was the Chiefs game, where everyone said that was Zach's best game. Well, this is because they won. That game, he was 28 for 39, 245 and two touchdowns. This one, 301 and two touchdowns, 27 for 36. So that this one beats that one, and it ends in a victory. And the Jets, you got to be happy if you're a Jet fan on Sunday, because you went into that game thinking it's going to be ugly, Jet, no chance, Jets are going to win. Kaz and I both predicted the Texans, and you leave saying, wow, I did not see that coming. And it is a positive sign. Great job in the offensive line today, you know, giving Zach time to throw the ball, and he they just let him sling it. And in the second half, he really was slinging it. And the, the play calling was good. You know, you can't blame Hackett up in the booth, you know, covered, no rain on him. It was ugly out there and a lot of empty seats. And we'll talk about cause uh, the crowd, the atmosphere, all that 
in, a, in you know, just a second here, but uh, I really forgot what winning was like. And this defense, my goodness, absolutely incredible performance by the Jets defense. I mean, you cannot overlook just how good this defense was. You know, they they talked early on and they got a lot of crap for 85 Bears. This was like an 85 Bears kind of performance from the Jets defense. And C.J. Stroud looked, you know, not human most of the season. He looked like a superhero. And the Jets made him look pretty below mediocre. They came after him. They forced him into some bad throws. Obviously, the weather played a little bit of a part of that. But Quinnen had a sack today. Solomon Thomas had a sack. Bryce Huff had a sack. Will McDonald had a sack. Four sacks for the Jets. And what a sight it was on a happy victory Monday. Let's bring in Kaz to talk about it. I thought Zach uh, probably played the best game of his career. Just the off-schedule stuff, uh, um, the timing and rhythm and getting the ball out to where it needed to get to, being aggressive but but smart at the same time. Scrambled. I know he had the, the scramble, but just the the aggressiveness of scramble. And the, I mean, he was out there having a good time, and uh, he made a lot of things happen that weren't there. All right, you heard enough from me. Let's bring in Brian Costello, who was there at the stadium and Guys, can you believe what you just saw? It was like it's like the uh, the shot heard around the world, the Zach heard around the world. Initial thoughts: What what do you think? What happened? Football, Jake. You know, I mean, they beat the Eagles. It's like there's crazy things happen. So um, you need Zach had this in him. He can play games like this. It's just can't do this consistently. So and I think that's not the question: is can he do it again? You know, and what what can he do in these final four games? But he played really well, and I thought you know he trusted himself and threw the ball, which is something we haven't seen in a while. It seems like he's been timid, but he was firing away. I thought the third down throw to Garrett on the first drive of the third quarter was everything you needed to see because that's taking a chance, throwing back across the field. He trusted himself. First, he felt the rush coming off the edge. He escapes. And then he trusts himself to make that throw across the field, which is a tough throw to throw coaches are going to tell you not to make. He did it and made it, and it could result in a disaster. Uh, you know, if he throws, makes that throw 10 times, there's going to be some interceptions in that in those 10 times. So uh, trust himself. And, you know, I don't know if he was motivated after the week or pissed off or whatever, whatever it was, you know, that's the best game I've seen him play. And, uh, you know, it's kind of too little too late, I think, for him with the Jets. But, you know, the questions, I do think the questions about why they kept him and why they'd stick by him as the number two, he answered those today. And I think they they knew he could have that game in him. It just hasn't come often enough um, in his career. And, you know, I think when Zach is playing like that, he's clearly better than most backup quarterbacks. And, He's better than that list of guys that we've been going over a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you just don't see that guy very often. Yeah, a couple different layers. One, we had talked about the Cheats game being his best game. Well, they lost that game. This one they won. So this one automatically tops that yeah, statistically and, and in yeah, terms of the victory. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, what happened at halftime? Like, did did you ask anyone in the locker like, yeah. Something switched. They went from 92 to 201 yards. He looked like a different player. What was it that's flipped? Did they just let him sling it more? And- no, I thought he had some success in the first half. Like the first drive was really good, and then he got the yeah. sack, right? They had like a few drives. I'd have to look at it, Jay, closer. But like there was a few drives in the first half where it was like, okay, they had something going, and then inevitably it would stall out. So I thought they were 
I thought they were beating the Texans in the first half. They just weren't scoring points. Uh, I do think Hackett called some more passes on first downs in the second half. He was a little, like, that was a little more aggressive, but to me, it was just them, you know, keeping these drives alive and converting. That was a big third down to Garrett, right? Then he, on the next possession, he converts the big third down to Conklin down the scene. He converts the third down uh, to Garrett coming across the field. They were just like, that's third down is a, posi- a play a, a down that's been terrible for them all year. And in the second half, they were just converting third downs. Not a complicated game, Jake, when you do stuff like that. If you convert third downs, suddenly the offense can get in the red zone and you can make things happen. And they said Zach this week had this effort mindset. Did you see him play? Because it looked like to me like he just looked a lot more comfortable out there. Uh, did you see the effort in him on the field? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. I thought he played – I thought he just um, made some good decisions. He was, you know, I thought he played a little of moving around. He, he, and, and I, I thought Brees and Garrett played really well. <laughs> That's the other piece of this is I'm not sure what yards after catch were, but Brees seemed to have a lot of yards after catch and that was effective. I thought Conklin played well. Um, so I think that helped him for sure. Yeah. They got the ball to uh, Brees and Garrett. I think it was something like 34 of the 66 plays were either targeted to them or went to them. And that's what we have said on this show. It's like, get it to your best playmakers. Don't get it to Jason Brownlee and Xavier Gibson, although Gibson had a touchdown. Get open. it to your like, two big boys. If you go back to the Atlanta game, Jake, if you watch that film again, like Garrett's open all day long, Boyle didn't throw it to him. So there's part of it is play calling and part of it is a quarterback throwing the ball to him. And I thought Zach took some chances. Like there weren't some of the throws to Garrett, some of the throws to Conklin were not open like they weren't open and he just threw it to them and let them make a play, which takes some guts to do. And, you know, if you're, you're worried about turnovers, you don't do that. So I thought that part of it was good by Zach. Uh, and then I just thought Brees was a monster with yards after catch. Yeah. 88 yards. The Jets ran 66 plays, 34 were targeted slash touched by Garrett and Brees and over 50% of the plays. And that, that's with Brees only getting 10 of the 26 rushing attempts. So, you know, they didn't need to run much. It was a beautiful sight to behold. Now, the other angle of this is, guys, what I worried about, I said, you know, if Zach plays great here, the last couple of games, don't get fooled into bringing him back. We're giving him all the credit in the world. He was fantastic. I still don't think they will. But what can it do? Can, can this help them, you know, get a fifth-round pick? Can it be a sixth-round pick instead of just cutting him if he balls out? Or do you see Joe Douglas in the back of his mind if he plays like this, you know, four more games, him saying, you know what, let's give him a try as a second or a third stringer, and we'll bring in a better veteran on top instead of, of Tim Boyle, someone better than Tim. Yeah, I, I think he's gone, Jake. I think they know that. But, yeah, I suppose there's a small chance if he played. But I, I don't think he's going to play like this. You know, I think this was a spasm of positivity that you're going to get, and I think we'll be back to the regular schedule program next week against the Dolphins. <laughs> Where they're struggling to score touchdowns, so I, I, you know, I could could he beat the Commanders? Sure. Uh, could he beat the Patriots at the end of the year? Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're going to see like great games from Zach the rest of the way. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be shocked if they can get something for him in a trade. Someone said to me today, a third, a day, you always get a day three pick for a first rounder. But I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of evidence that he's not he's not a quality NFL. You know, he's definitely not an NFL starter. Uh, and there's questions about him as a backup. I know right now it feels like, oh, he's he's great, but like you got to remember what you were thinking the last few times he played. 
Chargers game, Bills game, Ra- you know, Raiders throwing the interception, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess if he plays pretty well down the stretch, it helps his trade value for sure. Yeah, I would think they could maybe get a seventh, sixth at best. Fifth is probably pushing it. Fifth yeah. would really be if he balled out here the last four weeks. But yeah, like you said, he's got to string it together again. Let's see it in Miami. Let's see him go down to South Beach and have another great performance. It's not going to get any better than this. This is the cream of the crop performance for Zach Wilson. And it's a cream of the crop performance for a defense that called themselves, you know, the 85 Bears before the season. They played like they made C.J. Stroud look nothing like the rookie the year that he was on track to win. And now with the injury, who knows? Hopefully he's okay. But, man, what did you see from the defense today, Kosh? Yeah, they played great. I mean, I think we do have to acknowledge Nico Collins going out of the game early, right? So they were without Tank Dell. They were without Dalton Schultz. You know, I was talking to a few of the Texans writers before the game, and, you know, they were like – they weren't sure where he was, who he was going to throw to because Nico was still available then, but they were like, Dell and Schultz are two of his favorite targets and he was without them. And then Nico goes down. So that, that helped, but they were great in coverage. I mean, there was no open receivers. And then I thought that they pressured him. I thought the third down blitzing early on kind of rattled him. He looked, he just looked rattled. That one throw where he threw behind him was like a guy who, who didn't, you know, didn't know what was coming basically. So yeah, they played great. I mean, they, they, they did a great job. Uh, and yeah, again, now they get another, they get another shot at Miami, which, Let's see what they can do against Miami next week. Will McDonald, a Will McDonald sighting. How about that? Yeah. Finally got a sack yeah. from him. That that was uh, we were waiting a while for that one. He had uh, a half a sack earlier in the year, Jake. That was his first full sack, but he had, did have a half sack earlier. Well, half sacks to me. That's, give me give me a full sack. That's what really counts, especially when you're that high of a draft pick. Well, he you plays know, twelve snaps a game. It's hard. I mean, you can't be critical of him not getting sacks. He barely plays. Well, I'm glad he finally got one on the board and. Uh, yeah, we'll see what they do against Miami. You know, the division is very interesting because Buffalo shocked the Chiefs thanks to Kadarius Tony doing Kadarius Tony things. So that division is interesting. If the Jets somehow win next week, you know, Dolphins lose to the Titans. Who knows what could happen in the division? But the Jets are still pretty much out of it. You know, it's we're, over, Jake. We're you're, check, you're, you're, taking the... <laughs> you're taking a lot of leaves. It's over. I mean, I think what you want now is you want to see what you got for next year. And I thought today watching Brees and Gary, it's like, oh, yeah, like that's what it looks like when these two guys have a quarterback who's feeling it, who's slinging it to them is like, okay, they can they can take over a game and look pretty freaking good. So I think you have to had to appreciate that. And obviously what the defense did, if they can bring back most of this defense next year and have a have Aaron back playing quarterback, you got to feel you, you feel a little bit better. I've seen something lately about it, like, oh, even even with Aaron back, this team isn't that good. But next year, like, no, they they, they had they were going to be pretty good this year. They have holes, like they got to fix some things. They need a number two receiver. They need some help on the offensive line, but they they would have been pretty good this year with Aaron, and and they'll be good next year with Aaron. Yeah, and the sauce DJ Reed combo continues to look like right. arguably the best duo yeah. in the NFL. They were absolutely they were remarkable, right. and, and throw yeah, Michael they- Carter in there too. Jake, yeah, he's doing a great job as a slot corner. Uh, really, they're just they're, they're, there's there's not it's hard to find a weakness on the on the defense. And listen, obviously they got lucky, like you said, three there are three top targets around today. But at this point yeah. of the year, everyone's out. Like it feels like every week each well, team is dealing with. And I feel me. like the Jets haven't had that much this year. Remember last year they got all those backup quarterbacks, right? And that in like that help. I feel like they haven't had a lot of luck this year in terms of facing teams when they're 
hurting or just catching them at a bad time. So they were kind of due for, for, for one of those. And, you know, the, no one, no one feels bad for the jets when they have their sixth or eighth guard playing the game. So you're not going to, you're not going to take it back, but uh, it should be just acknowledged that, you know, Stroud thinks part of how, why he looked so bad was, was not having his top three targets out there. And we got to acknowledge that the Jets offensive line, you know, whoever's out there is playing decent, right? Like we don't even know each week. I mean, they're, they're, they're not okay. great for the I run, mean, but Zach was under a lot of pressure. It sort of made Zach's was acted even more impressive. Like he did a good job of aiding the rush. I think he was sacked four times, maybe something like that. Four so times. yeah. Uh, so let's not go nuts. And the running game was non-existent again. So it, it's uh, they. I think they piled up some running yards in the second half, but they didn't have a lot early. So yeah, this line playing. They had Max Mitchell playing, and Jacob Hans. You have a Jacob Hansen jersey, Jake. <laughs> I know the, the musical group Hansen, but no Jake. Yeah, Hansen. yeah, uh, Jake Hansen. So yeah, they. It's a, you know this is the ninth straight week they've had a different offensive line, which is pretty incredible. Well, they're the walking wounded right now as they go to Miami. Uh, next week, next Sunday, one o'clock game. Because how about the crowd today? Pretty sparse, right? What, what, do they say the actual number? They like never 50, say the 000? actual number. They never say the actual number, Jake. What would be your guess, big? Oh my god, I'm bad at that. But it, I gotta say, it was. I don't remember it ever being emptier than that for a regular season game. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, so I'll say like as empty. But and it was pouring, right? Just down. It was, yeah. Well, you know what? It, it, it actually is pouring now more. It, it did downpour at times, but it wasn't quite what they were saying. Like the wind never really was that big of a deal. And it was actually nice, Jake, before the game. Like if you were tailgating, it was like 60 degrees. The rain was really light before the game on and off. And then it really started pouring. I mean, that's a fake number. That's tickets sold, Andrew. That's not attendance. They never tell you the actual attendance. They tell you tickets. 72,000. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's tickets sold. That's yep. tickets sold. They, 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 they never they never tell you the actual number of people. Only like the, that's like a guarded secret, the actual number. So uh, probably 40, 45, maybe. Probably something like that. It was, it, I mean, there was entire sections that were empty. So it, that's, it looked like a preseason crowd, basically. They should have made it like just let everyone from up top go down low and spill up the whole 100, maybe fill. I don't, know if people would that, feel, I don't know if people would appreciate that, that are paying uh, that's dollars for PSLs. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Oh, that's yeah, fair. just let them down. I saw lower level was going for like $9 before the game. It was yeah. more expensive for my Raising Cane's meal. Uh, when I was I was with the Heisman Trophy candidates, the winners on Friday at Raising Cane's Times Square, they were serving uh, people Friday morning doing a little promotion thing, and yeah, that was fifteen dollars for Raising Cane's. So you could have sat in it, you know, and they got their money's worth. They got their nine dollars worth. You always leave that stadium never getting your money's worth. Well, shout out to the fans that showed up because you're clinically insane, but you got a victory, and the Jets seem to play up to the competition. Cause four of their five wins here are against teams in the playoff race. Now the Broncos, I know at the time were not, but the Broncos very much are looking like a playoff team. Everybody's in the playoff race, Joe. Who's been eliminated? The Patriots have been eliminated and the Cardinals have been eliminated. Like listen, they beat the Bills who look like they'll make it. They beat the Eagles who are making it. Yeah. They they beat the Texans who we'll see. If Stroud's hurt, they probably won't. And they beat the Broncos who look like they make it. So not too shabby. I don't know what it is about playing up to good teams, playing down to bad teams. I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but they did. No, I don't think it's. I mean, 
think the Jets are a mediocre team with a really good defense. So I think that's what you're going to, that's what happens. I don't think they're playing up to competition. I think the defense does play up to like some of these quarterbacks. Like I do think they get excited about stopping these great quarterbacks, but you know, they got to stop to it now. What are you watching for the rest of the year now? Like, because I I think it's important that they keep winning games for these young guys, learning the winning feeling. You saw how much happier they were, yeah. and Brees and, and Garrett after the game saying, "No, you're the best guy. No, you're the best player of the team." And like, there hasn't been that feeling since the Giants game, which also didn't even feel like a win in, on October 29th. So yeah, it's really what, the first what one for Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the pressure is relieved a little bit now this week. The pressure was obviously building and building and building and last week was a tough one you know so i do think i like i said i think they just i don't think like momentum necessarily carries over year to year i think that's kind of false but i do think they can just sort of figure some things out offensively if they can continue to just look like a functional offense the rest of the year that's a win you know and uh, i think that's what they have to do here what's going to be annoying is that if they beat you know, say they lose to the Dolphins, which we expect, and then win the last three. You're the whole offseason, we're going to be thinking, man, what if they just won that Raider game? What if what? they just Dude, won say that, that again, Jake? You're, you're having them losing the Dolphins and then winning three? Is that what it was? S- say they do. I mean, it's command. What would they're going to be re- against the commanders. What, what would the their Patriots, record be then? It'd be eight and nine, which I believe is what cause predicted. Did somebody predict that? Did you put any money on that? Are you allowed to put money on? Uh, no. Are you allowed to bet? You're not allowed. Okay, that's, I didn't know if there's like in your contract if you have to sign something. Yeah, not uh, signing. I don't have a contract, but that would be unethical to bet on the Jets. Right, well, so yeah, the prediction no. could come true. I, I mean, the the Browns look great. I mean, Joe Flacco. Yeah, you know, I can't say that today because Zach played great. But man, if they picked up Joe Flacco, maybe that have a few more wins right now. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I know Flacco is the guy. I always liked Flacco. He was. He was. Did I, you actually? I didn't know you were a Flacco. Yeah, I always liked Flacco. I always. Th- I really? thought it was a mistake when they didn't bring him back in 2021. Remember they like he was here for 2020. Then they didn't bring him back, and they just had, they had Mike White as a backup. Then they traded for him at the deadline. I always thought they should have brought Flacco back that year. I I always liked Flacco as a backup. I thought he was a good backup. Yeah, and the Browns keep finding ways to win with Joe Flacco, and they've they announced today he'd be the he'll be the start of the rest of the way. So oh, yeah, uh, yeah. he's yeah. a really good dude too. He's a good guy in the locker room, popular guy. Um, I've heard from a lot of Jets players recently that are happy. You know, was happy that they the Browns signed him and are rooting for him. Bring him to backup Aaron next year. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Joe Flacco. Imagine the year twenty twenty four as the Jets quarterbacks like. <laughs> Could you ever thought you would have seen the day that that would happen? I don't think that's going to happen, Jake. Yeah, I think the Jets are aiming a little bit higher than, uh, you know, maybe one of these Heisman finalists, the Jets draft in the second round, or actually, no, they're trading their second round pick. It's Uh, secondary stone, yeah. No, I think you're going to see a veteran backup. Uh, I just don't think it'll be Joe Flacco. And I think if they draft a quarterback, it'll be day three next year. I think if you're starting to dream about first-round quarterbacks, look at 2025. I think that's when – that's when the first round quarterback thing will become our big, big reality. And Jets fans, you've heard cause they're going to veteran and draft someone as much as this was great to see from Zach. He's not coming back. So there's the truthers are out in full force on Twitter right now. Jets, Twitter, everyone's got the Zach memes and, you know, Makai Becton has the picture since Monday uh, stun on these hoes. He put the picture of Zach on, on the wall that a uh, popular uh, meme, but you know, as good as this was, and hopefully he plays great the rest of the way, 
I don't want him back. <laughs> I'm rooting for his success, but not with the Jets. Like, still send him packing, you know, win some games, but send him packing. Well, the Jets win a game. What were you going to say to that? You, I, just, you still, like, I think in the back of your mind, you're like, they might bring him back. No, I'm not, Jay. I just can't believe anyone would, like, the whole freaking criticism has been, they screwed up by bringing him as the backup. Like, are those people now shifting to, like, maybe he'll be back next year? But he plays one – it's like the Chiefs game. In this game, he plays that game. You're like, wait, maybe uh-huh. we shouldn't give up on him. Yeah, but it's what about great. all the other games where he – I agree. Like, oh, he's terrible. How did they bring him back? They should have gotten Joshua Dobbs. They should have gotten this guy yeah. and that guy. And th- anyone would be better than Zach Wilson. Now, are we really talking about whether he'll be back in 2024? My guy Josh Dobbs get benched for Nick Mullins today. Josh Do- How's that looking? Josh, He's Josh, come back down. Josh, Joe Flacco though still looks good. I think the majority are rooting for him, but understand that he's gone. But I th- do fine. think I there is still a minority Jets fans who are like, you know, I want to see him do well and then then bring him back to be a backup. But I think most of us have, uh, you know, given up. But yeah, you know, mentally the guy's just taxed, and it's good to see him. He says the effort. You know, we don't know if we see it on the field, but he looked like it. Like he was slinging it. There was that. He one didn't say. Couple, he didn't say that. Other people. Couple he, throws. He said he was in just a normal. He said it was the same as always. Well, a couple of his teammates said that this week he felt like he had that mindset. But a couple of those throws were effort throws. Well, a lot of teammates also said it's the same Zach they've ever seen. Like, I just want to yeah. emphasize that. Feels like people want to make that effort thing happen. There was a lot of teammates who were like, no, it was the same Zach as always. Like, it's just that we could, we just executed. So a couple of, uh, you know, risky throws to Rucker and to Conklin that I love that worked that, uh, you know, usual Zach, those are getting picked off, but he found and sometimes them. they will be Jake. Like, that's yeah. the thing is like, those throws are like 50, 50 balls. They call them. Cause there's, there's, there's danger. There's 50% danger. So, you know, he said, like, like, I think I said it the other day, we were talking about him as a wild stallion, right? Like, mm-hmm. when you play like that, sometimes you're going to throw four interceptions. And then there's going to be days where it works, you know? So that's the risk. You know, next week, if he plays like that against the Dolphins, he could throw four interceptions. Like, that. that's, that's what you have to accept is the risk if you're going to play like that. You know, the alternative is checking down all the time, like Tim Boyle. Yeah, I've seen some games this year. You know, I've seen enough checkdowns for a lifetime. So I'd rather him throw the picks at this point. You're five and eight, just take the risk and uh, see what he's got. Well, we'll see what happens next week. We'll preview that game on Thursday. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. It's a Hanukkah miracle. The Jets win for the first time since before Halloween. And uh, we will preview that Thursday and we'll close this episode of Gangs All here next. Me and Gary always argue about it, but I think I'm the best player on offense. Whenever I'm the best player, whenever I'm out on the field. So, um, you know, it was just good to get, be able to get going today, um, and you know, we got the win, so we can never complain about that. All righty, positive Jets talk. It's been so long, I forgot what it feels like. As that says, good night to episode 170 of Gangs All Here, a Jets podcast from the New York, the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the Inter Mason Radicchio for helping me produce the show. Watch us now on that New York Post Sports YouTube page. Give us a thumbs up. Comment below how you feeling right now about the Jets and what do you think about Zach? Are you in that minority that think the Jets should bring him back? I think we've seen enough in the three years, time's up, but good for the kid. Letting it rip, slinging it down the field, making some remarkable throws today. Let's see him do it again. You know, last time we said this about him, he wasn't very good after that. So let's see him string a couple of good games together, close this season strong, and close this with a positive feeling. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. 
give us a five-star rating, write a nice review. Follow us on Twitter at Brian Cod and tweet me at Jake Brown Radio. Happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish listeners, all those who celebrate the Hanukkah miracle continues on the fourth day of Hanukkah. The Jets gave to us a happy victory for Brian Costello. I'm Jake Brown. We will preview the Dolphins game on Thursday's episode of the program. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy Hanukkah and JTS. Jets, Jets, Jets. Happy Victory Monday!